So it's my great privilege to welcome Peter now, who's going to preach. Um, Let me pray for him as he starts, and for all of us as well. Father God, um, I thank you for your word. I thank you for your spirit that guides, encourages, and teaches us. I thank you for the words you have given Peter. And I pray now, Lord, that this may bubble up through him and that our hearts and our minds will be ready to receive what you have to say to us through him today. I pray for protection as he speaks, um, and I pray, Lord, um, for encouragement for him. In your name, amen. It's good to be talking to you again after several years of ongoing health problems. My topic today is relationships. Relationships. I wonder which relationship you consider to be the most important in your life. It can change, of course, through death, divorce, families living apart, and so on. Well, God created people to be in relationship with himself and one another in friendship, marriage, family, society, and the church. In Revelation 21, verse 3, we read, And I heard a voice, a loud voice from the throne, saying, Now the dwelling of God is with men, and he will live with them. They will be, they will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. So we have this promise to come. But what of, what of it now? In Genesis 2, verse 18, we have the well-known verse about God's intentions for relationships. The Lord God has said it's not good for man to be alone. I'll make a helper for him. Now, not everyone gets married, and here's a story about real sharing in a relationship. A little old couple walked slowly into McDonald's one cold winter night. They looked out of of place among the young families and young couples eating there that night. Some of the customers looked admiringly at them. You could, you could tell what the admirers were thinking. Look, there, there is a couple who has been through a lot together, probably for 60 years or more. Little old man walked right up to the cash register, placed his order, and with no hesitation, and then paid for the, their meal. The couple took a table near the back wall and started t- taking food off the tray. There was one hamburger, one order of French fries, and one drink. The little old man unwrapped the plain hamburger and carefully cut it in half. He placed one half in front of his wife. Then he carefully counted out the French fries, divided them into two piles, and neatly placed one pile in front of his wife. He took a a sip of the drink. His wife took a sip and then set the cup down between them. And the man began to eat his few bites of hamburger where the crowd began... But the crowd began to get restless. Again, you could tell that they were th- what they were thinking. That poor old couple. All they can afford is one meal for the two of them. As the man began to eat his French fries, one man, young man stood and came over to the old couple's table. He politely offered to buy another meal for the old couple. The, Lord, the old man replied that they were just fine. They were used to sharing everything. Then the crowd, no- crowd noticed that the little old lady hadn't eaten a bite. She sat there watching her husband eat, occasionally taking turns sipping the drink. And again the young man came over and begged them 
to let him buy them something to eat. This time the lady explained that no, they were used to sharing everything. Then the crowd noticed that the little old lady hadn't eaten a bite. She sat there watching her husband eat, occasionally taking turns sipping the drink. And again the young man came over and begged them to let him buy them something to eat. This time the lady explained that no, they were used to sharing everything. As the little old man finished eating and began wiping his face, neatly with a napkin that the young man could the young man could stand it no longer. Again he came over to their table and offered to buy them some food. After being politely refused again, he finally asked the question of the little old lady. Mum, why aren't you eating? She said that you, you share you said that you share everything. What is it that you're waiting for? She answered, the false teeth. You may have heard that story before. Bridget and I don't share our teeth. <laughs> but with smaller appetites, now, we do often share food. Now, from our Gospel reading, I want to look again at verses 13 and 12 and 13. They say, Yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children not, born not of natural descent, not of human decisions or a husband's will, but born of God. Not of natural descent, so we can't be born as Christians. I remember when I was struggling with this, I struggled with that very thought that I'm, I'm in church, I'm, I'm alive, why can't I be, a, be called a Christian? I'm coming to church. But it's not the case, is it? We have to be born again. Born of God. Seems a difficult thing to do, but we are. So we're not, we're not physically made Christians. So how are we made a Christian? It says, but of God. Surely this is the most wonderful relationship we can have. Through faith in the Son of God, who laid down his life for us, that we might be free. Do you feel free today? Two people do. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> Two more. Okay. Galatians 5 and 1 says... It was for freedom that Christ has set us free. Therefore, keep standing firm and not be subject again to the yoke of slavery. Some of us have done the freedom of Christ course, and we see the need to be helped to have a free life, a life free from Satan's deception and bondages from the past. God's plan is, all, is for all of us to become fruitful disciples. Do you believe in the supernatural? Here's a story that someone, about someone who did. The taxi driver tapped the driver on the shoulder to ask him something. The driver screamed, lost control of the car, nearly hit a bus, went up on the pavement and stopped centimetres from a shop window. For a second, everything went quite quiet in the the cab. Then the driver said, look, mister, don't ever do that again. You scared the daylights out of me. The passenger apologised and said he didn't realise how a little tap could scare him so much. The driver replied, sorry, it's not really your fault. Today it's my first day as a cab driver. I've been driving hearses for the last 25 years. (laughs) (laughs) Supernatural means something happening outside of ourselves. 
and being born, reborn spiritually and growing spiritually is just that. A new birth which changes us from the inside out. Maybe not all at once, but, uh, but our attitudes, desires and motives will change. We are now in God's family and, now we, and can have a whole new set of relationships. No need to be lonely or downcast anymore. God says he will never leave you or forsake you. And he has a new plan and a purpose for your life. I wouldn't have chosen the path I've been on with various health problems for the past six years, but I haven't gone through it alone. I've seen God's hand in the love of family and friends and all you lot, and care and successful surgery through the NHS. For those who don't know me, in the last six years, I've been treated for prostate cancer, kidney cancer, multiple blood transfusion, stroke, right kidney removed, leaving my small shriveled kidney left, that still goes, does an adequate job. One little kidney, which is a miracle in itself, isn't it? One kidney doing the job of two. Praise God. I've also had heart attack and Parkinson's, which is the latest thing. I know there have been times I was, wasn't expected to live, but I thank God that he hasn't finished with me yet. I, I thank him also for his plan and purpose for me. It's not just for this life, but to be in his presence for eternity. There have been many times when I struggle with not being able to do most of the things I used to be able to do. I'm, I'm aware that as God has, uh, is at work bringing his message of salvation, joy and peace, Satan is at work too. He tries very hard to stop us having a relationship with God. He hated it in the Garden of Eden. He hates it if we have fun with God because he is the most miserable creature in the universe. He's got a good reason. Final judgment is coming upon him. His time is short. How misery, how misery loves company is an old adage and Satan is no exception to this saying we can be miserable too and follow the devil or choose everlasting joy and peace with Christ. There is no third choice. God created man in his own image so he can have someone to fellowship with but when Adam chose to disobey God that relationship was broken and mankind became separated from God. The good news is that our Heavenly Father made the way for this separation to be eliminated by sending Jesus to die for the punishment of our sins. As John 3.16 says, God so loved the world that he, he gave, one, gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. This is still true today with all the reports of political crisis, terrorism and corruption. What an amazing patient God we have. God is good. All the time. Oh, that was pathetic. <laughs> God is good. All the time. Hallelujah. Ah, I've been looking forward to that. <laughs> the good news is that our Heavenly Father has made the way for this separation to be eliminated by sending Jesus to die for the punishment of our sins. As John 3.16 says, God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. This is still true today with all the reports of political crisis, terrorism and corruption. What an amazing and patient God we have. And I was going to say it again, God is good. Remember John 1.12, we read, Yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, 
He gave the right to become children of God. Amen? Good. I'm glad you believe that. This is still true today with all the reports of political crises, terrorism and corruption. What an amazing and patient God we have. God is good. Can't get the staff these days. Remember in John 1.12 we read, Yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. I believe most of us here today have made that decision. In the past, to put your trust in Jesus and become a child of God. If you haven't, the good news is that it's never too late. It's never too late. I'm in my 80s now and I know that I was glad I did it when I was 60. So I've had 20 years of good life with the Lord. Hallelujah. I believe most of you here today have made the decision in the past to put your trust in Jesus and become a child of God. If you haven't, the good news is that it's never too late. If you know that you are a child of God, you, you are living in that freedom that Christ offered you. Or are you there, or are there obstacles or circumstances that have blocked your power? I believe the Holy Spirit has touched people's hearts here today. Do we need to fear? Because Jesus is always gentle in leading us to that special relationship with him or helping us when we get stuck. I know that I often get stuck, often got stuck, and God has been very patient with me. Jesus died so that we are able to come to God in repentance and be forgiven. And he sent his Holy Spirit so that we might live, that we might never have to live out our lives alone. As we receive God's love for this, he gives us the love for others to forgive and the strength that if it's possible for as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. As it says in Romans 12 and verse 18. If you feel you need prayer to settle whether or not you are a child of God, or if you've become stuck and need prayer about an issue, please don't go away today without prayer. You can come forward from prayer here or to the prayer corner up there on the left. So this is, this is a very serious issue. And it's, I know I'm glad that it was 20 years ago I had a very loving congregation just as I've got now. And it was through them that I became a Christian without doubt. 20 years ago. 40 years ago. <laughs> if you feel that you need a prayer to settle whether or not you are a child of God, or if you have become stuck and need prayer about an issue, please don't go away today without prayer. I say you can come forward. So let us pray. Father, thank you that you know each one of us. Help us all to open your, be open to your Holy Spirit, that we might be sure of our relationships with you and walk in freedom with you, and in our relationships with others. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah.